0: I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. We are in Mark chapter 4. Outside of the book of Mark, notably in Matthew and Luke, you will find about 30 parables given by Jesus. In the book of Mark, only five. Five parables in the book of Mark. Four are located in chapter four and one in Mark chapter 12. I'll begin with the definition of the word parable and then I'll take us into Mark chapter four. I'll do a read through with brief comments and then some takeaways. Let's talk about what a parable is. The word parable literally means to cast alongside, In the parables of Jesus, he placed stories, familiar activities, and common events alongside spiritual truth to spark the mind, provide insight, illustrate what people need to know. A parable is basically an illustration. The old classic statement is helpful. It is an earthly story that teaches a heavenly truth. Here in Mark chapter four, four parables with really one theme, and we will discuss that theme as we do our read through and during our takeaways. Mark chapter four, I'm gonna read verses one through 20 in Mark chapter four. I hope you have your Bible open. Again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land and he was teaching them many things in parables and in his teaching he said to them listen behold A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good ground and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I'm at verse 10. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you it has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that are sown on the good soil Are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Now, the story here is very simple and it's easy to follow. There is a sower, or we might say a farmer, and he's planting seed. And as he planted, seed fell into four different kinds of soil wayside, stony, thorny, and good soil. The seed was the same. Good seed in each planting, but the soil was different, and therefore the results were different. Four kinds of soil representing four different dispositions of heart into which the word of God might fall. We are fortunate to have in this passage and with this parable, not only the story, but Jesus gives us the point of the story and the theme of the story. He gives us the meaning. So taking into account everything in Mark chapter four from verse one through verse 20, we have some clear conclusions. The wayside soil, has a hard surface, so the seed is available to the birds of the air. Jesus explains what that means in verse 15. It is about people who hear, but before they act upon the word, Satan comes and immediately takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. The stony ground lacks depth. This is about people who hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, but have no depth or root. They only endure for a time, then when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. The thorny soil is crowded or thick with thorns. Jesus said, These are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Here is a heart, too crowded with competing concerns. No room for the word to take root and grow. Then the good soil, verse 20, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. This is about people who listen to learn, who have good, open minds or hearts, who want to do what is right. The seed takes root in them, and it bears good fruit. So this leaves us with truth. God reaches us to change us by putting his word into our minds our hearts. Our hearts must be ready and willing to respond. And here's the point of the parable in verse 9. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's move on in our read through from verse 21 down through verse 25. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in To be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. That's verse 23, and that's our theme again. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. 24. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, this begins with a couple of questions. Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? These questions have obvious answers. Generally speaking, people use a lamp to provide light, and that means placing the lamp in a place where light can be projected throughout the room. It does not make sense to hide light under usual circumstances. The point here is, the message, the good news of the kingdom is to be proclaimed, not hidden, for there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. The truth was designed to be revealed, and people ought to be willing to listen, and here again is our theme, if anyone has ears to hear. Let him hear. 24 and 25. We're continuing our read-through in Mark chapter 4. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Often Jesus used this expression and gave this warning. Take heed. Pay attention. This is about awareness being careful and watchful and paying attention to what you listen to or you read and exercising discernment. Here Jesus said, take heed what you hear. On another occasion, he said, take heed how you hear. The rest of this passage develops the point that is made more fully in the parable of the talents. And one way to say it would be, you are responsible for what you receive. You may remember in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, those servants did not all receive the same amount, but they were responsible for the portion they received. You are responsible for what you receive. Now, put all this together in the context. These things in Mark chapter 4 all share one common theme. In the parable of the sower, we have the story of the seed being sown, and that's about the word being preached, and the response depends upon the heart of the hearer. In the reference to a lamp on a stand, light brought into the open to have its effect, and then now this, which has to do with individual responsibility, we are responsible for what we hear. The word, the gospel is to be proclaimed, and that proclamation depends on serious attention given to it by those who hear it. Blessings are added to our lives when we respond. Another parable, 26 through 29. 26 because the harvest has come. In these parables, is Jesus telling us about the kingdom, or is he telling us about hearing? I think the answer would be both. In order to become a citizen in the kingdom, you must have a good and honest heart. You must take heed how you hear and what you hear and act with swift responsibility. In this parable, again, there is the casting out or sowing of seed. A farmer puts seed into the ground. After a time, the seed comes through the soil and there is growth. This is a gradual process. Jesus said, first the blade, then the ear. After that, the full uh, corn in the ear. The lesson is, truth, when sown into receptive hearts is like seed leading to harvest, producing knowledge, faith, repentance, obedience, faithfulness. So the fruit of a transformed life emerges when the word is planted in the heart, that is to say, good soil. Now, there's another dimension to this parable. Jesus projects in this parable, as in others, a time of harvest, When the fruit is mature, the plant is cut down, and the fruit is gathered into the barn, Jesus gives us a picture of the process. The seed put into the soil, taking root, springing up, growing, maturing, all the way to harvest time. Those who seek what is right, those with a good and honest heart, receive good seed in their hearts, and as this process takes place, they receive an abundance of good things as citizens in the kingdom, the church, the body of Christ. In verses 30 through 34, the parable of the mustard seed. 30 through 34. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. With many such parables. He spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. Again, I would emphasize these parables are about the kingdom of God. They help us understand the nature of the kingdom. When we use the term kingdom here, We're talking about the Lord's church, people living under the authority of Christ, the King. And here in Mark chapter 4, stress is placed on the necessary hearing and responding to the Word. Here, the kingdom is viewed in terms of seed that is sown and then grows way beyond the size of what you perceive in the initial seed mustard seed was the smallest of seeds known to this Galilean audience. And Jesus says here, smaller than all the seeds on the earth. The point here is the growth that comes from this little seed is not in equal proportion to the size of the seed. Notice, smaller than all the seeds on earth, but When it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all. There's such hope in this parable. I believe there are at least two things we can conclude from this. The kingdom's growth from a hundred or so followers to a worldwide body of disciples reflect the power in the seed, the word of God. Individually, it may seem to be a little thing when the word of God is taught to one person. But if that word takes root within the heart, there are multiplied blessings as a result. In our read-through, let's look now at the rest of chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to start with 33 as an overlap, and read down through 41. Mark 4, 33 through 41. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. I'm at verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion and they woke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing and he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm he said to them why are you so afraid have you still no faith and they were willing I'm sorry, they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus spoke many parables to his men, then explained them, wanted them to understand and respond to the truth of the kingdom, to live their lives under him, the king. On this occasion, his power was manifest. They took a boat and found themselves in the middle of the storm. The waves beat into the boat so that it was filling with water. Jesus was asleep. The disciples got Jesus up and said, Do you care that we are perishing? He arose, rebuked the wind, calmed the storm. And then he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? The wind and the sea obey him because he is the creator of both and the master of both. This is more evidence of his deity, more reason to hear and obey. Remember the theme Of all of this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Thank you for listening to Mark chapter 4.